Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pre-Match Wangadenga. Muti! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have Selo here, and he normally goes, mum, 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 mum. no, no, sorry, that's Nick. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining <laughs> us last day in the house. We've got Wangadenga. I am your host, Claudio, or you can call me Claudi or Brr, whatever you want to call me. Um, but we are going to be talking about the Premier League football and the football that happened over the weekend. And what is coming, of course, this coming weekend. It's an exciting time for Arsenal fans. Wonga Denga, the Denga has never been so happy. Am I right, Wonga? I have, I have, just a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. On there, Jennifer, today, like I said, we're going to be looking at the Bournemouth result that Arsenal came away with. Three, nulls, three goals scored, three points. We're going to discuss Chelsea losing 3-0 to Leeds. The... Great result, the draw, I would say, for Newcastle. 3-3 against Man City. Unexpected by many, but I call the draw. I'm just going to put that out there. You're experts over here. And then, of <laughs> course, the big upset was the Man United 2-1 victory over Liverpool in terms of everyone's mind, not just me, even though I am a Liverpool fan. Right, Wanga Denga, Bournemouth 0, Arsenal 3. I actually think I called this one correctly too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, what did I call? I can't remember what I said. But I, 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 said, I think I remember... If I trust myself, it was a, a drubbing that I said Bournemouth are going to receive. Um, I think you said four. I think you had it on four. Yeah. Oh, Wonga Denga, look in the house. We've got Sam he's saying, go Gunners. He's quite happy for you. And then, of course, what Sam. also, before we talk about these results, one thing, Wonga, we need to notice. This is the best performance you've had in a fantasy league uh, sort of experience in the last, what, five years or so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, I think you, you're actually sitting fifth in our league. Yes, yes. What well, I climbed this weekend, and I think the last time I did that, I can't. The last time I was doing well, I can't. I think Arsenal finished third, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the last time I did well in a fantasy league. So, um, what's well, good to have you Thanks, thanks to your team doing the business there, Mr. Arteta. <laughs> but let's talk about Mr. Arteta and the boys. Three 0 against Bournemouth away from home. Great result, top of the table. Life is uh, sunny, as sunny as what London was last week. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> this weekend again. Um, very, very happy with the, with our team's performance. And uh, looking at Gabriel Jesus, uh, you know, you, you just wa- hoping that he's not a one-hit wonder. Um, and he's gone in and shown it again. I mean, the, the leading up to the call, I can't re- remember who it is. <laughs> it's early. I, I think even, I mean, I was getting to that one. I mean, they called me Wonga Shaka. I think there's a bit more respect to that name now. <laughs> the way he's, he, <laughs> man, he's been he's playing. He's giving no look, no look assist there, Wonga. He's like, what? <laughs> dang, the man's found his touch all of a sudden. It's almost as if his name being associated as your, with yours is the, the trick that was being missed. <laughs> and he's the the nice thing about Shaka, I mean, is that now you know even the goals that he scored, it's in the box. You know, I mean, pre- previously Shaka would score once in a while, um, and I know it's early days, but most of the stuff he would score were out the box. I I don't think he scored in the box um, last season. I'm, I stand to be corrected, but the games I watched, I, I don't think he did. And now the goals he scored were in the box, and this weekend not a goal, but even the assist. Deep inside the box, cuts it back, um, and I think it's maybe a 
a new thing from Arteta is that you know he's getting numbers in the box and it's 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 starting to I mean get us results. Gabriel Jesus, as I was saying, I mean the, the, I mean small guy, but uh, he's a big presence up up front there. Um, mm. Even leading up leading leading up to the goal, he's bounced the player, dribbled one or two, uh, three of them. And I mean, from that, we, we, I mean, he gets a shot in, deflects, we get the goal. But I mean, definitely, um, he may not get, um, a number for that goal, but he's, it's definitely him who's, who's, who's provided that one. Well, you're um, right, Ronga. I think, and that's, if, if I'm looking at what Arsenal are doing now in comparison to a Liverpool and a Chelsea, for example, is they're getting the goal early and they're getting it soon. And no doubt yes. that Gabriel's the one leading from the front. It's almost as if we've forgotten how good this player can be, almost because he was used as almost like an extra, a beautiful spare part that Man City had the luxury of putting on as an accessory. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, and, and, you can see that I mean, there's there's a hunger in this guy, and I mean, at least now he knows. Um, even in fact, even though that he knows he's gonna get, you know, he's gonna start. I mean, there's it's, there's no complacency from him. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's 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 nice to see. It's always it's this thing I've always been saying. I mean, I, and I've been missing an Arsenal team is that we didn't look like we wanted to win, especially um, you know the 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 days when Wenger was you know being called out by the um, by all the fans saying you should leave. It was it, that's that's the only thing I didn't like when I watched an Arsenal team is that we didn't look like we wanted to win. We were trying to do other things, um, pass right, pass, uh, you know, move, but move into the right spaces. But win the match was was lost on the list. And now, I mean, you even saw the goal was first five minutes, the second one in the eleventh minute, and we were on all over Bournemouth. I mean, they they, they didn't know what hit them. Uh, and and again, Arsenal just looked like they wanted to score. And, and yeah. I think that's that's what's exciting me now with this team. Yeah, and I mean, you've made a comment here. What's up, Arjun? Good to see you back. So um, we've also got Pums saying, you know, to be fair, he does suit the Arsenal style of play a bit more. But Wonga, you make a comment here. Zinchenko play left, center, sweeper, holding midfielder back. What's going on there? The boy, like, we also <laughs> cannot downplay the two players that they didn't hear it. Yes, Gabriel, massive factor up front. But in Zinchenko, we almost under underestimate how good this player can be. And in those two players, we've got ex-league champions, or current league champions, technically speaking, playing for your side. So again, mentally, the kind of effect that they're having on the, the rest of the squad. Yeah, though, and that's a good point you've raised there. I can't believe I even uh, went off my head. But Zinchenko as well. Um, very different to what a, um, a a tyranny would offer us, but I mean, he gets the ball. You know, he's he's calm, he's relaxed, and I think you know it's just adding, it's adding to um, you know to the team, um, the team's presence, should I say? Uh, I think our defense. I mean, it adds to our defense because you've got William Saliba and Gabriel, big um, big men at the back. I think that's what Arsenal's been missing for a while. Very physical. Um, obviously, we're going to use use um, the power that they have, and they've been doing that very well. Um, the first, maybe the second game, <laughs> William Saliba uh, had a bit of a, a mess up there. But yeah, look, I mean, he's recovered from that own goal, and you know, they, they, there's, I mean, he's gone and he but scored also, that what, goal what as a, well. What a player, Wonga Saliba! Yeah. He needed that time away. Like he came and England wasn't doing the thing for him. Like London, can I be honest to everyone out there? London can be a harsh, harsh place. And we know that forget about the conditions and change of climate and people and, and, and you've also got the media to contend with. And you've got a young player who came in for big money. He's gone away. He's found his form again, regained his confidence, and he's coming to a team 
where the manager's saying, cool, it's time for you to, you know, he has the, the moment for you to step up and take the opportunity and he's doing it. And he's not just scoring goals with his header from a set piece. He's frigging curling this thing in the top right-hand corner, Wonga. Yeah, that's no, what a goal that was. Um, what what else can, can you ask for? And I think, um, what is what's Arjun saying there? He's saying uh, it's Aman's birthday. Happy birthday, Aman. Congrats. Hey. Congrats. What up, what up, Aman? Happy birthday, man. Have a good one. How old is he turning? What are your thoughts on Champions League? Oh, I well, never saw that one. The, we were yeah. still talking about but, the Arsenal game, yeah. Yeah, so Saliba, even that of him going away, Claudio, I think um, I'm of the opinion that it would have, I think it still would have been fine. He had a good, he had a good season when he went away. Um, but I mean, look, I thought he had a plan and you can't deny that his decision, um, whether you like it or not, uh, with the results you're seeing now, it's obviously worked in Arteta's favor as Arteta had planned out before. And, but, and I mean, that, that takes a lot of trust because even when, they did say, I mean, those guys, only them two will know what really happened with that situation. But there was a lot of talk. Uh, there was a lot of talk with um, uh, when Saliba left, you know, that, oh, no, Arteta, you know, doesn't like Saliba. And it sounded like, you know, Arteta was going to get rid of the guy. Um, yeah. That's what it sounded like when you hear it from the, from the news outlets. But, I mean, Arteta was trying to clear things. And, you know, there was just... but. You know, for me, the important thing was that, you know, the two knew each other, the two knew what was going on. They had to trust each other. And yeah, we're getting good results from that. I, I still think, even though we're doing very well, um, I want to see a Tomoyasu. Um, obviously, he's getting back from injury. Yes, you've got to be patient. But uh, Ben White, I think, slowly but surely will enjoy the bench. And yeah, maybe we'll be using for um, what, and that's uh, what's that calling cup. You- you're getting you're getting clean sheets, and you still got players that need to come back there. You know, Tommy, mm-hmm. asking, in terms of your, your squad needing to be stronger, Wonga, what is this about John Terry hating Arsenal? Oh, hating man, look, Arsenal, I, look, it was it was a small thing. Um, I think there was a sports bible who tweeted that. I mean, is Arsenal the the most uh, <laughs> is Arsenal the most exciting team in the league? And look, you can sit there and deny it, but at this point in time. Oaks, you you cannot deny that you would like to be uh, and and feel exactly what Arsenal is having at the moment because other teams, uh, we'll, I mean we'll talk about that maybe at a later stage, but the other teams are they seeing they they seeing problems. <laughs> the other team that were actually out on top, I think Chelsea maybe, um, maybe the, the maybe closer to Arsenal they're having a good time, but Arsenal right now, um, first three games in, and I think we've shown that. We are we are far from what we did, uh, the team that we did last season. And, and but yeah, I think there's a lot of sandpaper on that. And I think, yeah, and to, to, on that note, it's large. I mean, we're looking at the other teams. You're looking at a Liverpool being, a lot of the injuries have crept up, so it hasn't been the same yes. starting eleven. Chelsea have been volatile in terms of bringing in new names, playing new players here and there. And you've got, for the first time you've said, you started the same starting lineup three times in a row and you've won. Yeah. So this is uh, and and, and uh, I heard this one from the commentator. They said the last time Arsenal started uh, the first the, the first three games with the first um, with the same starting eleven and one was yeah. eighteen years ago when they were the invinci- when they were crowned the Invincibles oh, of wow. that year. And na- thank you, Man United. You've just stopped. Um, 
Liverpool from ever thinking about that nice and early. I think uh, Man City, Man City is the only one now we need to stop. I think the rest, wait, and and Chelsea, I think we need to stop them as well. Yeah. No, no, Chelsea, um, oh, Chelsea got slapped. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they I got forgot. proper slapped. Yeah. <laughs> they got proper smacked. Yeah, so we're having a good time. So Wong, we you, have to you, be the most exciting. Yeah, I mean, you've you've kept you've one one of the voices that have kept the faith in uh, the Arteta project. I mean, we're looking yes. at his comparison to an Arsene Wenger in terms of the first 120 games played. He's not doing too badly. He's won 65 games out of 120 in comparison to Wenger's, who was 61 games out of 120. Mm-hmm. I think win rate he is sitting at, if I'm not mistaken, 54.2 percent, whereas Wenger was at 50. 0.8%. So already the man's like on the right foot. He's only won one trophy. But let's not forget the FA Cup that he's won, but he has won it. And um, at this stage, Awesome Wenger had won three. He had won the Premier League, FA Cup, and Community Shield, if we count mm. in the Community Shield. Mm. What do you think about that? What does this say for the longevity of an Arteta, especially when we consider the amount of money that is being, being spent to support this man and his project? I think, look, I think longevity, I think Arteta, I think he's starting to slowly show that um, I think he's going on an incline now. Um, and with, uh, with, I remember when he, when he did start, you know, people were questioning it. And um, Louis telling me, hey, yeah, it's early days, but it, it, these are good days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm beaten. <laughs> Tell them, Darren. Uh, even Darren himself is. But um, I think um, the, I think this needs to, it's probably a lesson to many of the other guys. And I think even, or even, Maybe I don't think Salah will agree with it himself as a Man United supporter on the show. But um, if you if you you have to think long term when you're doing these projects, you can't uh, you can't now base someone's performance on um, the first three games. Like a, I think I think a Lampard at a Chelsea would have been doing okay now, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, it's just you know they they work differently. You know they need to have the results now. Um, and that's sort of what uh, yeah. Tuchel did. But that's doing also, I there. think, yeah. Wonga, when you're doing a direct comparison, it's also you can't exactly come from a team that's high-performing, winning week in, week out, and then give a manager time to do his project when they're currently at, at the peak, so to speak. Whereas Arsenal, it's, yes. it's ironic in a way that all the turbulence in the past few seasons has actually worked in his favor because it's made the fans somewhat a little bit more patient to go, okay, well, we've got nothing else to believe in. We might as well give this a go because it's not like it's going to get any worse. Yes, no, no, no. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and and even like like uh, that's that's the advantage that um that a guy like um what's his name the Man United guy uh Ten Hag finds himself in. But yeah, I think I tried to compare like if you're comparing those things to a Wenger and you see where Wenger ended up, you're looking yeah. at that. That's very close. Um, we never won a cup, but you also think about the time when Wenger came into the the league. He's the guy that. Uh, sort of uh, stepped up the standards of the Premier League, you know, uh, with diets, um, the way the guys yeah. trained, um, you know, all those things. He looked at the finer details, um, Arsene Wenger. And um, if you now compare, I mean, if you think right now we're, we're in a different era, you know, and yeah. you've got a team like Man City who are dominating the way they play. There's money now that can um, get you the best players in the league. So it's a different. Uh, a whole different ball game that Oteta's dealing with. But if you, comp- I mean, if you compare the two, um, I think then you can say you can say that Oteta is on a is on a good track. I mean, especially well, if he's got one trophy in the bag still. 
Yeah, and I mean, having spent 278.3 million since the start of the summer of 2021, that's mm. more than City, Chelsea, Manchester United, Tottenham, and Liverpool. That's obviously before this window concludes. That's the current status. So, I mean, there is a backing behind the manager, and the results are showing, which isn't a bad thing. But, but sorry to cloud to the cloud. I think even mm. Arsenal, we have to. I mean, even the come the next coming years. Yes, it's it's the transfer window. It's the transfer. Yeah, the transfer window is a tricky one, especially now with these players. I mean, the player will just, I mean, come out the womb and be worth 50 million, you know. Um, <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. And so, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. you're looking at um, a Ben White cost us 50. Did he really have to cost you 50? I mean, getting that English premium, I think. You never get selling that, that amount. It's, it's similar to the yes. conversation of a certain it's, fridge that moves on a park at Old Trafford that we're going to talk about later in terms of the but, potential sell-on fee if they are going to sell him. Yeah, and I look, if you're looking at... But I think Arsenal need to fix that department of this is the, is the, is the, is the is what who they're buying. Um, we had a... Now, we're trying to get rid of him. Is uh, I'm hearing um, uh, Pepe. I don't think he's going to be uh, uh, considered anymore. I think he needs more game time and he's not going to get that here. But no, he cost us 70 million. But he's going to be low and, out. And I think subject to the, the move of Pedro Neto coming in from Wolves, who they're looking yes. at and again, in, in your region of your price mark with your 50 million pounds, that's a player they want to bring in. And that's an exciting player. He's also only 22 years mm. old. I and mean, again, when you're looking similar to what Liverpool did with the Brendan Rodgers, in my, in my opinion, it was a manager not able to handle the bigger names. So they went for the younger mm-hmm. players and then they, they did the structure. But Arsenal have taken the same approach. Young, talented players work together, planned a philosophy, and let's see what they can do. Younger right squad now, in the league. The business. Younger squad in the league. So at the moment, on the top business. of the table. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on, Wonga Dinga, to the Leeds <laughs> thrashing of Chelsea 3 0. And because Darren's in, we don't often speak that much about Leeds, never mind in a good Oh, Darren. So, Darren, we are here. We're talking about your beloved Leeds doing the business over the Chelsea here, who have spent big money um, and getting thumped. And it all started off with the mistake there by the goalkeeper and goals there, Chelsea's man, the main man, Mendy. Yeah, that was your cloud. That was that was uh, horrendous. And it started, I thought, you know, they'd bounce back from that. Um, but even that's another story. I don't want to go off topic here. But um, that this passing back, it's... Uh, it's, it's teams are looking for it now. You know, they're saying, you know what? If the guy is passing back to his keeper, they've done, they have done 98% of the job for us. That's what we want to do. We want to pass the ball close there in the box. So they've done 98% of the job for us. Let's do the 2% and press that keeper. Make him panic. Uh, make him do the wrong thing. We can win a corner. We can win a close throw in close there. Worst case, I mean, best case scenario, we get a goal. Um, and I think that's that's showing a lot there. Um, I mean, we can when we go. I don't go to the Man United game, but even there, you saw Man United not David De Gea, not the stuff around. Just kicked it, kicked it to the kicked it over the half. Arsenal tried yeah. to do it and almost saw problems. Ramsdale, this is the second time, the second match now. It's 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 not showing up. So I think I think I think we will probably find unless they do it better. But I think we'll find Chelsea next game. We're gonna. They're gonna cut that. They're gonna cut that out. Because why? Why do that if you're not comfortable with doing it? It's really, you're yeah. not comfortable with doing that. Don't do it. And it's always so, difficult yeah. when you're forcing keeper to do something that isn't as natural. And it is to the point of what Darren's saying. Yeah, a lot of high pressing, good high pressing. And it's yes. You know, you, you speak about Wonga. You spoke about Austin Wenger changing diets and methodologies, style of play, and coming to England and doing that whole revolution thing. I, it's, it's almost at the point where your Jurgen Klopp's and your Pep Guardiola's have come in. They've they've implemented their style of play. And the, mm. 
I'm going to say smaller teams in inverted commas here, largely just because in terms of the budget isn't normally spent as largely as the other sides or your bigger sides. But mm. your sides like Leeds, who have come and going under heritage-wise from a Bielsa going, we're going to press. And so now you've got a Jesse, Jesse Marsh, who what I quite like about him, he's got a swagger about him and he's got conviction when he speaks. He's confidence. I've never seen, I know Americans generally are, but not necessarily in the soccer field. So what he's doing is, you know, he's really owning it. And he says, cool, I'm still going to press, but I'm going to make sure first and foremost, structurally, we are going to be sound. That is our priority. And that's what he's doing. And that first goal comes from a direct mistake. But again, it begs the question, the same issue that Liverpool are having, Chelsea. Chelsea, obviously, a lot of changes. But that man up front, unless you've got someone who's going to stick the goals away, there's not much you're going to do against a team that's going to sit deeper and catch you on the counter-attack, especially when you're playing a high line. So that's yes. kind of where this modern game of football, which is, you know, the heavy metal, it's all entertaining and it's great. But unless you've got someone in the final third and you can change up one or two things or have that mm. innovative midfield in the center of the park, you're always going to struggle against these sides. So it's very important to go out there and get the first goal. Because if you do not, it's going to be a hell of a mission to come back in the game. And I think in Chelsea's yep. case, they had that chance with Sterling, took the shot, scored it, was a great opportunity offside, and all of a sudden the mistake comes, and then freaking Eden Road is buzzing. And then it's always one, a one a, an uphill battle, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that one, Claudio. And, but, you know, I, I look at it, I mean, watch it, I watched the game, and yes, Chelsea weren't their best, but um, how we look... <laughs> I see you. Hey, this is a guy, uh, Luke Tukok. I used to go to school with him. I used to, yeah, I played, um, I played, uh, you know, golf. We played soccer together. We used together. to play golf, Luke says. He says, my man, my man in the he, house, my guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I used to actually, he actually taught me how to play golf. Uh, when I took my first shot, I used to miss it. I played golf with him, soccer with him. Uh, we played tennis together every day, every day. It was just literally me and him. That was proper, proper. Now, nah, look, he's telling me like I forgot who he is. <laughs> but anyways, um, uh, and, his, and his brother, interesting enough, his brother uh, at the time with Fulham in the champion. He was playing, I think, in the, he will correct me, he was playing for Fulham um, at the time when we were in high school. He was in the, in the Fulham team. I don't know if it was the second team or what, but he was the overseas playing. Uh, oh, Luke wow. was, I think he's like, yeah, it's like six for three. But sorry to go off topic there. No problem. Uh, Everyone but... in the comments, say hello to Luke. It's the first time we've seen him show up. Yeah, I mean, we are a nice little community here and we like growing. So thank you for joining us, Luke. And uh, give us more information about your brother. Maybe we get him onto the show and we chat to him a little bit more. Um, Darren yes. saying, our front four, Harrison, Rodrigo, and Arison and James are on fire. Have some favorable fixtures coming up. Hopefully we can keep the momentum going. And of course, Pumzia from a Chelsea perspective saying, the midfield is missing Mateo and Kante, and those are two big losses for any team, never mind both of them. One of those players is a big miss, so missing both of them is a huge, huge loss. Mm -hmm. well, but, I mean, look, I, I yep. think, uh, I, like I was saying, I think Chelsea, uh, on the day, I think, look, Leeds were, were excellent. I think Leeds were just better than Chelsea on the day, to be honest with you. Uh, not even Fortune. Uh, I would even say they just overpowered um, Chelsea. Yes, Chelsea, unfortunate they missed that chance Sterling, but I mean, like they they had tactics, and I mean, one of them was that, you know, and I and it's the as soon as that first time happened, they passed back to that that keeper. They were on him. They were on him. They were on him. And I think, yeah, congratulations to Leeds for that one. I think, uh, but the question with Leeds, and and I've asked Darren, can they do it every 
Almost okay, governor. He's doing the thing. Oh, yeah, Luke. Yes, Luke. Sure. Luke. <laughs> Let's grow the family. Let's keep it going, man. We want oh, a new signing. We need to. We need to make something happen there for you. Congrats on joining the Goal Lounge team. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think uh, where was Pums, that? Pums, the... can you can you elaborate on what Darren's saying? Yeah, he's saying, did you see Tuchel blame the bus? I missed that completely, but maybe oh, you know, I did. I missed something that about that. What, what bus? Tuchel now is coming out with a lot of noise. He needs to focus on what he does well, and he coaches well. He needs to focus. <laughs> There's a lot of. To be fair, there are a lot of moving parts at Chelsea. There's you know you got an American owner who just wants to buy players. What do we think about the potential player that they're being linked with from Everton there? The young guy who's had a huge impact at Everton. What's his name? For 50 um, million pounds. What's his I name? I think it's, it's overpriced. But uh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm forgetting his name, Claudio. But uh, I'm forgetting his name. Sorry, I've also, I've also gone. It is Gordon. Yep, it's, it's Gordon. Gordon. It's 50 million pounds for Gordon. He's 21. When they got, they got Hudson and Joy just parking on the bench there. He is a player. He's a player. I, 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 yeah. if Everton, Everton, who is Everton signed? They're going to give him away and then what? There's no ways. He's 21. My man, I think. Everton uh, probably was released by the Liverpool Academy. He knows oh, is the it? city in and out. Yeah. No, no, no. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very good player. I like him. Um, and I think he's, I would think he's, he'd be instrumental to Everton's season. Uh, this year, I, I I can't. I mean, fifty million. Ooh. It's big money. Right. I mean, if you Everton, surely, like if you can get two replacements, but, you take the money and run. Twenty-one million, twenty-one, a twenty-one-year-old who's had one. He's he only made his breakthrough season last season. He had end of the half of last season. He did kind of he carried Everton. Okay, not kind of. He did carry Everton, but he's still in twenty-one. What's happened to every other twenty-one-year-old young player that's come from Everton? Ross Barkley. What's happened to him? There was another player that remember years ago. He went to Man City. Um, and that guy's fell out yes. completely. What's his R- name? Not Rondon. Ah, I'm forgetting his name. The the brown kid, flipping light, light completely. Kid. What is his name, man? Yeah. Uh, I only remember his name. Wasn't yes, Jack that's Rodwell. his name. Yeah, yeah, Rodwell. That's the one. You got to be careful when you yes. make these big moves. All but right, Wayne Rooney. Million. Yeah, Wayne Rooney. Wayne yeah, Rooney. Yeah, but, yeah, but Wayne Rooney was doing things. He was. <laughs> he, it wasn't just one season sort of wonder. <laughs> right, gents, we're going to move on to the next one. Newcastle three, oh. Man City three. Now I predicted a draw. No one else was seeing this coming. But the way in which it happened, <laughs> the way in which it happened was nuts. I mean, huge. They go down. They come back three one. And again, can we just talk about the twelfth man? That is the tune. I know if Nick was here, he would say, you know. What do we say? Family clubs and, 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 and. But this is why no one wants Newcastle to have a lot of money and buy big players. Because if they get the players that they need and deserve, that club will back them 100%. And that will be a dangerous place to go to, as if we didn't see that already on the weekend. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, if you look at, uh, what you might call it, uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think Newcastle are, I just think it's uh, that I think they, they're still carrying over from all that stuff that was happening last year. And said maximum for me in that game, you, you just wonder if, like the same thing I'd wonder about Elite is if, uh, would they be able to do that? The whole, um, how, how long would they be able to do that this season? You know, say maximum was instrument. I mean, <clears throat> if, they, if he got his way, I mean, he, put, he could have put a, they could have uh, beat the Man City 5-3 that game, uh, the way he was playing. But, they were uh, terrified of him, man. Yeah. They were yeah, absolutely they terrified. They gave him so much space. John Stones didn't know whether he was coming. Kyle Walker, he, on that left-hand side, Kyle he Walker absolutely destroyed them. 
he gave them yeah. like they gave him the time and the space and he's like oh and you know what the best thing about him is half the time he doesn't even know which way he's going so like he's going left he's going right <laughs> and you're like oh so they don't know what's going on but but what they they were dangerous in terms of having unfortunately now and we're going to talk about what that's led to but Callum Wilson and him looked like they connected they were on the same wavelength but unfortunately now Wilson's out um, and it's led to no. a 58 million pound signing of the Swedish striker called Isak um, a guy that was on Dortmund's books He's also Ooh. a young player. He's now from Real Sociedad. I think he scored a total of 33 goals in 120 games, nine goals out of 32 international appearances for Sweden. So he's a Swedish international, but there's no ways. They needed extra cover. Callum Wilson being out, they can't rely on the other, the other New Zealand gent there just bugging off, doing his thing. They can't. They can't. So now, I but think, I mean, yep. I think speaking, I'll, I'll speak a little bit for Nick. Uh, um, I mean, looking at uh, Callum Wilson, um, I mean, Nick was telling us that uh, he was uh, not not happy with the. He didn't say it. He didn't utter the words out his mouth. But um, obviously, by his response, you could see that um, that he was um, he wasn't happy with um, with Steve Bruce. Um, and now he's come out now, literally telling everyone that look, he, he's his his main objective now for end of the year. He wants to make that um, that Qatar squad uh, for the World Cup. And I thought it was su- such a good. Uh, response. I mean, he's he's coming out and he's scoring. Um, he scored now against Man City. I mean, what other way? Um, how the, what other way can you tell uh, that English manager that look, hey, um, I'm the I'm the man to be up front, you know? And I'm just now hearing that he's uh, he's injured. That that must be sad. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Nick is not uh, too happy about that one as well. And I see Claudio saying that uh, say maximum looking like a Messi. Yeah, <laughs> don't be surprised if Pep uh, Guardiola. Yeah, 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 Luke is saying that it looked like a messy, chaotic. Um, They're saying like even after the game, he, all of a sudden he's being linked to Man United. You know Man United. We're going to talk about Man United as well. But from a yeah. from a Man City perspective, I mean, they've come in there. They've been somewhat. They've were in the first what first fifty minutes. They were completely on top of it. The, they were dominating the game, but they they gave a little lifeline to Newcastle. They snatched it, and all of a sudden the crowd got behind them and momentum turned. But also stuff of champions for them to come back three-one down after that banging free kick from Trippier. It just shows you what these guys are made for. Also, can I just point team. out why why they need to have to hold on to Silva? I keep saying my personal opinion, and it's not because he's Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is a little bit, but I don't <laughs> think it is. But I'd easily rate Silva in the top five of the world's best players right now. I don't know why he doesn't get given for what Guardiola has in terms of Man City and how they set up. He is instrumental. Everyone talks about De Bruyne. Everyone talks about whoever else. But Silva, for me, is the man that gets them ticking. Yeah, look. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm speechless. I think, because I've got, a, I've got a lot. I don't want to disagree with you. And also, that, that, to a certain degree as well. So, But the thing is, um, I think, I don't know what it is, Claudio. And I've told I've told my cousin this as well. Yeah, what a free kick by Trippier, guys. Um, just look at my fantasy league squad if you want to improve your, your points. Um, <laughs> he's there in my team. Um, you know, <laughs> I looked at uh, uh, Gundogan. Um, funny enough, I, I really right. wanted Gundogan in my team. He plays a big role, yeah. Yeah, I wanted him in my fantasy league team, but you just don't know if he's going to play or not. You don't know. But when he plays, he scores. This is the problem. Is that when he plays, he scores. And I think that for me, <laughs> however he does it. I mean, I mean, the goal he's the, I think he's he's put the first one in the net for them, eh? And 
yeah, he's and and Man City. I think Man City themselves, them coming back from and I, and I thought, look, you're not down. You're playing away and you think it's hopeless. I, I, I genuinely thought it was hopeless. I thought it was game over. And they've like Claudio says, they've done the stuff of champions and they've pulled the and they've done it. That's that's the second time now. Um, the first time was now when they were playing when the last game of the season last year, you know, and they, they yeah. came back from three 0 down. They even showed the the, the, the that uh, that stat at halftime. The Man City four percent to to win the game. There was four percent odds for them to win the game when they were three 0 down. Those bookies are. Uh, if someone put a bet down there, yeah, I'm sure they're screaming. There we go. Um, by the time the other goal wondering what Wongo is talking about. This is his fantasy team. That um, sorry, I'm just going to remove Arjun's comment here. But he, this is how he has set up in case you want to copy him. He's currently sitting fifth in our league. He's got Mendy goals. He's got Trippier right back. Saliba. There we go. Three Arsenal players. This is why he's doing so well. Saliba at the back. James on the left. Saint Maximum. Big scorer on the weekend. Eriksen, Martinelli, De Bruyne, Haaland, Wilson, and Zejus, the Santa Maria man. There we go. That's a quick, uh, quick little. Sneak peek there from what Wongo is talking about. But yes, Wongo, Man City doing the business again. Look, they, you could say it was a two points dropped, but in their case, I think they're going to walk yeah. away coming back from that 3-1 saying, no, it was definitely a point gained. And I don't think many teams are going to go there to St. James Park this season and have it their way. So at the end yeah. of the day, huge, huge sort of results. And I think in terms of Darren saying they could go conference league, why, why can we not include them in the top six conversation? Uh, I don't think so. I think they'd have to. Uh... <laughs> I'm saying you're getting what arrogant. Uh, I'm getting arrogant. I'm just saying it, it was a good weekend. <laughs> no, they don't. Honest truth is, Claudio. I actually, I, I had that team last week, and I tried to change it, and it, it froze. Uh, I was in late, and I almost I cried tears. But then when I saw said maximum. <laughs> so I was like, ah, no, I'm all good, I'm all good. And then I said, you know what, Haaland was going to score a hat-trick, and then, yeah, but, yeah, that didn't happen. But, um... Wonga, fine, it's time to move on. Man United 2, Liverpool 1. Everyone thought this was going to be a whitewash. It didn't quite work out that way. You want to yeah. elaborate before I share my thoughts here as to why Man- you think this happened? Why I think this happened? Um, I think, again... Man United are on lows and lows. Uh, who else to prove it? And I think this last season, last time they beat Liverpool, the same, the same story. They were sort of on a bit of a low. And who else to get the confidence from against the Liverpool? But the Liverpool were also weakened. Van Dijk, I don't know, he's having a bit of a... Some, something going on there. He'll, but he, I'm sure he'll sort it out. I don't know what's going on there with Van Dijk. Uh, but uh, I think <laughs> look, look, Man United... The Van Dijk thing, can I say the Van Dijk thing? What's interesting about Van Dijk is... You know, since he came back from the injury, he hasn't quite looked the same. That's number one. Number two, he yes. did look like one of those foosball mannequins defending with his arms behind his back, trying to do this and stop the ball. But the thing is, when we look at him, one thing that no one's really taking into consideration is his partnership, his centre-back pairing is constantly changing. He's been the constant yeah. within the side, but Guardiola always tinkers... Ah, Guardiola. Uh, Jurgen Klopp always tinkers with the other players. So it's either Matip or someone else or someone else. And in this case, we had a lot of injuries, so he's forced to play with the players... That he has to, and that's never easy. And I think, like, when it's comfortable when you know. So, if you and I play consistently, Wongo, 32 games every season, I know the ins and outs of what you're going to be doing. And I'm not making excuses for Van Dyke. I think he's been poor yeah. these last couple of games. It's actually yeah. been, I mean, you saw James Milner in terms of what he thought. 
but it's not the easiest when you've got a lead and then you've got to still try and work out how the other player is going to play. And then you've still got to be on top of it all the time. And there's huge pressure for him now, especially when you consider money leaving. What happened with money leaving is it placed the onus on the other boys to step up even more. Your Salah, yep, your Van Dijk. Now they've really got to come to the party because money did a lot of grunt work. A lot. Yes. And a now, horse, bro. Yes, exactly. And look what he's doing. I always said, what did I always say, Wonga, when it came to the conversation, the debate, when it came to Salah and Mane? What did I say? I don't remember, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, okay, let's put it this way. Which, I, I player, you... which player would, have, would I have rather kept? No, you would have kept you would have kept the money, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah, there we go. There and we I go. think oh, Liverpool, Liverpool should have done that. Yeah, look, yeah. Jason's saying too heavy of a preseason. This is the question that I have, and this is kind of where I think the, the results are coming in. First and foremost, no side, I think only one side in history has lost their first, um, hasn't won their first three games and got on to win the league. So it's already a lot more pressure for Liverpool to do anything this season in terms of getting their hand on the trophy for the, the title. But when we're looking at the preseason conversation, I know they won two trophies last season, but they were they were fighting for every game on every front. Um, the disappointment of someone not winning all four trophies. I wonder how much of an effect that's played. Money leaving. Then you got the heavy preseason. Uh-huh. To me, these players look a bit fatigued. And when we're looking at the fact that the last seven games they've played, they've conceded first. And when we, what I was talking about in terms of how they play and the strategy in terms of setting up, when you've got a team sitting deep, naturally, knowing you're going to play a high line, they can hit you on the counter-attack. If you do not score that first goal, it's crucial. And I think it's kind of in the back of their heads going, seven uh-huh. games have played. We've suffered a goal yet again, and now we've got to work extra hard. And it's to that point where not that they're afraid of doing it, but seven games in a row, you just know what it's going to take every time. And there's only so much you can do to overcome the odds. And I think it's just getting the best of them right now. So, uh, that, like you bring up that, I think also Jamie Kiger brought up a, a good point. He's saying that every time that Liverpool play, I may be paraphrasing quite a bit, but basically, you're saying that every team that played them, you'd, you'd know you as a. As, as an opponent knew that if you set if you set um, you know good defense deep you'd bring them back Liverpool are going to have a high line and you 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 are going to get a chance you know the question is are you going to put it are you going to are you going to are you going to put it in the back of the net and he's saying like surely if every game every team is getting a chance you know he says some games uh, the se- uh, previous season yes the other teams were still getting those chances but Edison was was saving the ball, you know, saving those, like you said, you know, you were saying that Alisson was the one, um, was the best one-on-one stopper. And when he did, he pulled up again on, on many occasions last season. And we even chatted about it, but in, and, and Gemi Carragher said the only difference now, really, that he can see is that the teams are scoring. So he said, surely there must be something there that maybe if you look, if you're a club or something, you're looking at it and you're saying, surely something needs to change there. Well, it's definitely a combination of both. But I read an article yesterday about uh, how um, Real Madrid and Angelotti are buckling the system in terms of this new approach that um, Klopp has come out with. When you look at what Klopp's done for football and heavy metal football, I've spoken about that. But they're mm. going, oh, yes, yes, yes. No, they, they were easy to play against because they don't change much. So it's easy to work out how to beat them. And if you've got good players, you know, high line, you can do it. If you look at Rashford, you've got, got his pace. You can do something mm-hmm. like Zima, for example. But also yes. what people are forgetting is that when you look at the Champions League alone, no goalkeeper had ever made that many saves in a final in terms of Courtois. So we look at these anomalies that also yes. just aren't working their, way, working their way. And Liverpool right now with the injuries, they're not taking those chances. So they are conceding the first goal. And that's just been the negative effect. 
we got Colwa joining us. Thank you very much. Colwa says, uh, Claudio, do you think Klopp has reached his peak with Liverpool and he can't take him to the next level? And this is also something that's interesting. And I think it's something that plays in the back of everyone's mind. We saw what happened at Dortmund. We saw what's happening like in terms of previously at Mainz. Um, and you've got to ask yourself now, he knows one thing. And this is what I said to you and the rest of the guys, Wong, is that Klopp's on a high. Let's hope we don't regret they're not taking everything right now in terms of when he's at his, at his peak now. He should be winning what mm-hmm. he's winning, and he hasn't capitalized on every single point. Are we going to regret that? And the question here is going, we look at the FC, FSG approach. We look at how they're trying to support him. If they were doing what Pep Guardiola, if they took the Man City approach and gave him everything he wanted, like Pep Guardiola, maybe we could say, no, he's not in a decline. But right now, you've got to look at what he's working with. There's only so much you can do with the same group of players. Adding one or two players every season isn't going to make a difference. We've added one notable name. The other two are young players. It's going to be hard within that dressing room, especially when you've lost players like Amane. So is he on a decline? I don't think he's, it's a fair assessment. I think it's still early in the season, and we did start slowly next season. Let's see until what happens before the World Cup. And also, let's not forget that this is going to be a different season. This is going to be a season in terms of no side has ever prepared like this in terms of the leagues and things like that, that they have to go off and go play a World Cup and how they come back from it and how much that's going to affect these teams long term. Um, Wonga, is there anything you want to add from your side in terms of Arjun saying what a save by Ellison from that Ericsson free kick and maybe the, the impact that a player like Ericsson's having on a Man United? Yeah, I think, I mean, if you bring better players with the Ericsson, I think uh, around him, I think then you, I think you, you will get results. Ericsson... I mean, yeah. I mean, especially after that, I mean, heart problem he had. I mean, psychologically, you can you can imagine. I mean, if you especially when he got back, it's not it's not long ago when he when he had the the heart problem. I, definitely, I mean, you, you imagine going out there, you had a heart problem. Um, you'd, you'd always be thinking like, you know, would it happen again? You know, would it happen again? And he, but he he's, he seems to be playing like he was playing at uh, at Spurs. You know, it seems seems to be pretty much gone gone over it. And yeah, for me, it's, I'm just happy to see him playing, to be honest with you. Uh, and he's playing very well. I've actually liked he's him a, as a player. I, I, th- I think um, he's a good I, player I can say it now. In, in the squad. I think he's like, you know, yeah. they talk about Ronaldo being the role model and and and, but I think Ericsson's that yes. he's got that aura about him where he is humble and he is able to just go about his business and the younger players can look up to him and do the thing. Um, from a Man United perspective, Wonga Dengo, or maybe everyone in the comments, I'll, we'll let you comment. Was that goal offside, that Rashford second goal? <laughs> yes or no? Well, look, I can't just say yes or no, but I'll tell you. I think it was. It was. You know, I, I, I. When they first played it, and then you know they did that pause, and you know you could look at the you look at the line. I said, oh yeah, there's definitely offside. Then when they put the line there, it looked like Rashford took uh, five steps back. I said, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I don't know. And they, and they they didn't look at it like the other ones, you know. But apparently they said, <laughs> yes, these people. They say that. Um, that they gave Rashford, they're giving like Rashford the benefit of, of the doubt. They say, they say he was onside or something like that because it was it was very close. But then you ask yourself, what about Gabriel Jesus's one as well? You should have had a goal then against uh, Bournemouth. It was literally the same thing. But then they say, no, he doesn't fall in with, within the margin. And, and this is the same thing I kept on saying last year. It will always come down to these... It will always come down to um, the centimetres when you make these rules. It's always going to be minute. You can't, even if you say like, ah, uh, a strike is going to be given uh, benefit of the doubt like they did with Rashford, it's going to be within a certain margin. They're going to 
give you a point. And that margin stops and starts at a certain point. So it's always going to be, it, when they get to that, there will be a time where that point is maybe like one centimeter left and one centimeter right. So it'll always be like that. So we have to accept if, 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 the, if the camera says it's onside, um, then it's onside. But I, I just, I just, I don't know if it's just me, but when I looked at it the first time, Rashford looked offside, and when they put the line, it looked I, like I think, Wonga, back. I think you and I look at it from a, <laughs> we look at it from a perspective of seeing how our teams have been hard done by in the same situation. <laughs> and we go, that is 100% offside. I do think like, I think moving forward, it should be giving the striker the benefit of the doubt. But in my case there, I don't know. But it always be, like, it'll always be, It'll always be a margin, Clyde, no matter what it is. That's what I'm trying always, to say. Yeah. It'll always be that centimeter that counts, you know. It'll but, always be yeah, that. Pum, but Pum's saying, you know, these angles are tough to judge. These 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 thin lines, I think he's saying. But, like, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be tough to judge. It should be. Yes, but you put it in, and it's not even your decision. It's like the, the, the VAR system that they're using should just call it immediately without being any interpretation. Because they can. If the cameras are there, they should be able to do a, a bird's eye view, overview. And they can work it out from that angle. It shouldn't necessarily be looking at the, the, side. the line, yeah, mm. on the angle that we're getting, which is quite an interesting mm. one. Um, I do want to discuss, but well, Colver got a question here saying, do you think it was a, a wise decision to spend 100 million on Nunez and not sign players for the midfield? I think the issue was Liverpool were chasing, and it's well reported, they were chasing Jude Bellingham. Um, it didn't quite happen in terms Oof. of uh, Dortmund saying they're Oof, not going to sell him. And now the issue is, that Real Madrid are also looking at him. And the worry is that if Liverpool don't have a successful season, will they even be able to lure this boy in terms of the amount that he would be offered next season? Because you know Man City are going to come in there. You know Real Madrid are going to come in there. That's the issue there. So they went for the other option going, no, we still are okay in midfield. But we know you can't rely on Cater. He's always injured. We've got Elliot who has to. He's being asked to do a massive job. We've even got the new boy from Fulham. And this is also the thing you've got to, you've got to ask yourself. Fabio Cavallo, when you're looking at it, he's a great player. He's technically really gifted. But he's a young player. And now, how many games has he gotten already? His first three games, he's made an appearance off the bench every time. We shouldn't have to be calling a player like this off the bench. Mm-hmm. And this is where Liverpool are at right now. So that's a good question. 100 million spent on Nunes. But the other question is, other clubs are spending 100 million on a Nunes plus another 50 million on so- someone else and 50 million on someone else. So that's where we've but, got to be asking the question. It's not the amount being spent on Nunes. Yeah, he's, he's asked the question, Claudio. <laughs> was it a wise decision? <laughs> it was. It was a. It was a. I'm not going to say desperate, but it was a reactive decision. That's what it was. In terms of they knew a lot of clubs who were sniffing. Man United were looking. I'm not going to take away the guy can score goals. He just needs uh-huh. to settle down, and he needs to be removed from the limelight. One thing they have well documented is they said the thing that he struggled with, struggles with as a player, and he struggled when he came to Portugal is psychologically, if things aren't going his way, he gets into his own head. And this is where Liverpool need to be very careful as to how they manage him. When he's hot, he's hot. But they need to make sure that Liverpool aura as to where the club makes a player feel comfortable, they have to do that. And I think the sending off is actually the best thing for him. Where he's removed, it doesn't help the rest of the squad, but it is probably the best thing long-term-wise. Wonga, last Man United questions. Ten Hag... Um, the right man for United, Harry Maguire, is he finished? Ronaldo, what's going to happen here in terms of the decision-making? What's going on here from a United perspective? Look, if, if they played, you, you saw the way they played. Uh, I think, uh, to answer your questions quickly, Ten Hag, definitely. Uh, I would say he's, uh, I don't like saying someone's the right person because, I mean, I think they can, they can definitely find someone else to do the job, but I think Ten Hag is capable 
of changing that Man United team. Um, he showed on the weekend. He, I think he made bold decisions there, taking off the captain, leaving off Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, number seven, leaving him off the bench, leaving him on the bench again against the Liverpool. And, and he went out and he, and he, and he literally punished them. Uh, so I think, I, I think there, you know, it's, you can say it's maybe a start of something. And also, these people need to chillax. They three get what? Be four games in, is it? People need to relax. I mean, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher were, were, were grilling him, uh, two games in the season. I'm like, gee whiz, Oaks. What the heck? He's, he has only played two games in the season. He's hardly been able to sign any players he wants, and their guys are going and grilling him. Chillax. Arteta showed last year, I don't want to jump back to Arsenal, but literally we're bottom of the log. Uh, we lost our first three three games, I think, and people were saying, yeah, 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 and then we're challenging for Champions League spot. People were, were shocked. So, yeah, just chill. If I'm a fan, just relax, 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 relax. Watch Arsenal do their thing. Watch how we did Morgan, it and just is, take note. Is, this about Arsenal. Pum's saying another Ole at Man United. <laughs> um, and I, I think what's interesting about that is one thing I've picked up on, and I don't know if anyone else has picked up on this, but when you're looking at Ten Hag, preseason he spoke a big, big game, like a very firm game, a game of strong conviction. You're going, well, I can buy into this. And you're looking at the preseason results. But when these results haven't gone his way, the first ones, he looked a bit rattled and he kind of looked like, you know, is is retracting his head in his sort of turtle shell. Um, that's kind of the feeling I was getting. And I think he gets the result that he really needs here. And this is the situation that can't change. What I do like is they did get this result, which means they're going to spend even more money now before the end of the season, which is very good for Man United. But this could also backfire very hard for, for Ten Hag if he doesn't get the results following. Another £80 million is going to be spent now on Anthony from Ajax, another player that he's worked closely with. Um, so it could really blow up in his face. So it's going to be interesting to see how he handles that because it's one thing like Klopp. And see, and this is where it's different for Klopp, Ayanda. Ayanda asked him the question, the rate Klopp is crying, you rate that Klopp is crying for signings behind the scenes and just playing nice guy. I think when you're any manager, if you're Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola saw what Jurgen Klopp was doing. He says, I need this and this to compete. And he got given it. I don't think Klopp's dumb. He's also going to say, look, I, this is the reality of the situation. I can only do with what I have. But Klopp's yeah. sort of aura, he loves the image of an underdog, but he also understands the consequence of that. And he also is able to go, okay, cool. I like punching above my weight. Of course, he's not happy with the situation. But in terms of the Ten Hag situation, he's gonna, he can't hide behind the fact if they do give him the money. That's the difference in terms of these two managers. And somewhat, you know, to be fair to the Arteta thing, he's getting it right, Wonga. Yeah, but I mean, look, I think Ten Hag, Claudia, I'll be honest, I think I, I, I think I do see a man who's firm. And I think this, I mean, after getting beaten to Brentford, he was like, nah, 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 nah. You know, this... This this can't happen, you know. I could even see us frustrated, um, and I and, and I see and you see this with the starting lineup, you know. Um, he's left off from Maguire, guys who are making errors left, right, and center. Um, if the if David Dia does something funny again, I, I I think you would see, I think you'd see him on the bench next game. I, I promise you. Uh, I think he's, yeah. he's I think he's probably fed up now. He's just like no ways. Like I've tried this and. You know, I, I don't know what it is with Maguire's been given. I out of all the look, but respect you know, to the guy. Say, yeah, you got to respect him. He's dropped Maguire. Now the question yes. is, does Maguire stay, or they're just keeping him in the background? And they, and, and what about the decision to appoint uh, Bruno Fernandez as captain? Is that a, that's? I mean, it's paid the dividends, but is he the right man for them to be leading the team forward? I think I, I think 
he does have sort of uh, a leadership qualities you you think i mean he, for me he's someone he's someone who's willing to when, when i when i watch him he's willing to you know take on the big decisions in the match you know he's willing to tell people to to do this he's willing to step forward when you know something needs to be done if there's a penalty taken he's willing to take it and he's willing to miss you know he's willing to put that on his shoulders for the team you know um willing to put on the craft and and i i think and he's also you know capable as well if you're looking at mcguire i think yes he, he was there i don't know what's happening uh, but you cannot deny that he's not the same player whatever's happening we cannot deny that and you know you're playing him week in week out and then he makes mistakes week in week out and you, for me it's, it's logic whoa chillax whoa whoa this guy needs a break you know if maybe it's <laughs> if it's not uh if it's not something if it's not um um, you saying to him, ah, you know, get out, you're useless, then rather, whoa, maybe take him out, give him a little bit of a break, and then maybe try him a bit later, you know, maybe later. ease him back into but things he can't again. Be captain. But you're... He can't be captain. But Darren's saying, no one yeah. will touch Maguire, though. Wanga, don't you, you, you could see Maguire going to Leeds. You could see that for 30 million pounds, eh? I could see yeah, that. Yeah, that can day. happen. 100%, Darren, yeah. I could see that happening. Darren, be careful. Be careful what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll take... The armband as he gets because he, he wants, and also the other thing, if he doesn't get a regular run, surely he doesn't make the England squad come come World Cup time. I mean, that's yeah, the other thing. That's so a the problem. player's going to be but thinking, do those... so is, he, is he looking for a move? But you see, that's the thing, Claudio. That's what I'm asking is that now a player like McQuarrie, this is I've, I've, I never understood it. I know it's sort of conspiracy, but you know, like he, the, the mistakes he's been making, you're thinking, gee whiz, is there someone that's that's telling that's 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 Keeping that guy to play the whole game, the whole the whole time. He's been even since since Oli was there. He used to make mistakes week in, week out. Any other player that I know of that's been doing that does mistakes often. Oh, out. You remember David De Gea was uh, made a two or three mistakes, then they took him out. They said no, and they put uh, Henderson there. And the next thing, Henderson was the next big thing. But then they saw, okay, well, I think we made a mistake here. Yeah, they come back, David. Uh, you know, but uh, this is this. That's what I'm trying to understand. What what is this thing about Maguire always playing? Is it just because he was the the captain? I mean, why does he not? But yeah, he but was protected it's still... by the, ironically, he was protected. Someone's told under, under the bus by the by the price tag. Pum saying, yeah. but he's dropping Silla Maguire because of his son Martinez. Maguire, <laughs> Maguire would fit Chelsea <laughs> perfectly back three. He's also saying Maguire should be sold. Leicester played, uh, yeah, paid United eighty million, and then Darren saying no chance. We have centre backs at the club. Oaks on loan as well. Call back from loan before Maguire. There we go. Right, we're gonna move on. Two predictions and the predictions for the upcoming Premier League games. Of course, we've got some spicy ones and we've got some average ones, but we're going to talk to you about the first one, and that is Southampton, Man United, quick fire, Wonga Denga. Can they follow back to back victory for the first time under Ten Hag? If, if Ten Hag puts his foot down again, he rewards these guys who played well, I think Man United win this game. Um, it won't be easy. I'll tell you that it won't be easy, but I think they they'll, they'll take a victory two one. So you say no? He's not. Ronaldo is not starting. Sitting on the bench. Yeah, because he's he's unsure of Ronaldo as well. He's unsure of the guy. Does he want to be there? Does he not want to be there? Um, I don't think Ronaldo is not professional, but yeah, I think if you if you don't want to be there, <laughs> you don't want to be playing the player. So yeah, um, I I do think two uh, one, and I also don't think Ten Hag agrees with. Um, he doesn't like what. Ronaldo is doing. I don't think he completely hates it, but he's just—he's not happy with what Ronaldo is doing at the moment. Um, so listen saying to our, I think it's going to play out. It's going to be mm-hmm. a 2-1 lead from Southampton, and he's going to have to call upon Ronaldo to save them. It's going to be a 2-2 <laughs> draw. It's going to end 2-2 <laughs> draw. 
<laughs> that'll Next make game. headline stories. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be interesting. That'll be nice. I won't lie. Yeah. <laughs> next nice next game, Wonga, Brighton versus Leeds. Ooh, 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 ooh. Both teams bang above their weight at the moment. Uh, way above their weight. Um, I think I think I think we'll see a couple of goals. Yeah. I say we, I'll give it a uh, a two-two, two-two draw. Oh, wait, Wonga Dinga. We got, sorry, I'm just getting, reading the, the predictions. Darren and I aligned, saying a draw, saying 1-1. Pum saying 3-1 United, Ronaldo just scored two. Arjun saying 2-0 Man United, Casemiro. I'm forgetting about the Casemiro effect. We haven't really spoken about that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, Arjun, yeah. Yeah, so, and then Cole was saying Ilanga out and Martial in and Casemiro. I wonder how much of an effect he can have right off the bat. But as you were, Wonga, about the, the Brighton Leeds game. We got Arjun saying 1-1 draw. Yeah, I said 2-2 draw. A draw. Mm, I think so. I think I'm I think people are saying that because even, even yeah, even. it is. I mean, I think that's the probably the betting man's guess here is going to be a draw. Mm. But I'm going to go the Brighton just to edge it at home, and I'm going to say two-one victory to Brighton. Wonga, mm. did you give yours? Yeah, I said two-two draw. Two-two um, draw. Right, but yeah, the next I'll take game, Brighton Chelsea as well. versus Leicester. Chelsea to play at the Bridge. Chelsea versus Leicester. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Leicester have to respond. Oh wow! Ooh, Chelsea have to. Uh, no, I think Chelsea will respond. Um, they did nonsense over the weekend. Tuchel's probably squeezed all their hands, and they don't want that again. So <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're definitely gonna take this one against Leicester. Leicester. I don't know what's wrong with them at the moment, but I think Chelsea. They done. This. Dude, you know they haven't signed you know. anyone. They they are the one team right now that all the everyone wants to buy their players, and they're just trying to hold on, trying to hold yeah, on. Yeah, they're not doing sad. anything, and I, and I think they're leave. not too sure. I don't think mm. they're too sure about Ben Rodgers and the current state of affairs. I think this is a Chelsea walk over all over Leicester. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a 3-0 victory to Chelsea, in my opinion. I agree with you on that one, Claudio. So, Cole was saying 1-0 victory to Chelsea. Leicester are in a bad place, 3-1 to Chelsea. Darren saying 1-0 Chelsea. Rodgers will be sacked next week. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about saying getting Rodgers out. It's not a happy place right now. Next game, Liverpool versus Bournemouth at Anfield. Surely, Wonga, surely. I mean, come on. Look, I mean, uh, I mean, Arsenal, very good Arsenal being Bournemouth. Can't really... Liverpool at the moment, they've got... Holy, they've got a squad. They can play a squad. We can call them the the injured 11. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> they've got a squad injured there. Um... I'm thinking, yo, Claudio, I think it's a bit difficult for you. I think teams are going to look at you and say, mm, these are good points. We never, ever got to have this last year. Let's get it now. So I think uh, I think it'll be a 1-1 one, one draw. Yo, I mean, I, you can see, you know what's going to happen, though. You do know what's going to happen. It's going to be Bournemouth sitting deeper. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be the same blueprint. Liverpool, if Liverpool can't take one of their chances, well, it's going to be a long afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> But look, the comments are saying Liverpool should need to win 3 0. Let's uh, I can't keep saying this. Yeah, Pum's I like this one. Pum's saying give Liverpool the ball and hit out on the corner. One 0 One 0 I'll take a one 0 victory. That's what I'm taking. One 0 victory. Man City versus Crystal Palace at home at the Etihad. Crystal Palace not a bad side, but you know, Man City surely they're not gonna make a slip the same slip they did last week. Yeah. I think yeah, you know Pip's gonna try to get them. Straight up, he's going to have to show what they're doing. And I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a difficult one for your four of your team. Oh, Holland. Yeah. Uh, three, three, one. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say four. Four. <laughs> four. I'm gonna know. Yeah, nah. Yeah, four nil. Four yeah. nil. Awesome. I mean, even though they responded. Oh, look at this. Arjun also saying 4-1. Darren saying 2-1. All right. Arsenal. We've got Arsenal versus Fulham at home. That's a London derby. Saliba and Gabriel at the back. Zero goal scored for Fulham. Um, Arsenal score four. No, man. Now you're getting too cocky. I agree with Pums. Man City 4-0. Yeah, Pums and I, you and I line. You're on the same same wavelength. but um, Because yeah, you guys struggled to beat them. 4-0. We Fulham. shall Mitrovic. put Fulham in their place. Mitrovic, Mitrovic will not get anything past us. Mitrovic Saliba. is going to be giving Saliba elbows and things. Saliba and... will fold him. Saliba will fold him. And Gabriel. <laughs> They'll fold him. And we will score our uh, goals. I'm going to say it's, it's not going to be an easy one. It's not going to be an easy one for Arsenal, but you'll edge it 2-1. That's my opinion. Um, and then the last one we're going to cover is because we're very curious and because you know we do have Nick on the show, Wolves to play... Newcastle. Yeah, you see, that's the thing. Newcastle do funny things with these teams, but yeah, I think if you look, if I look at a flat face, you know, just front like this, and looking at the teams, I, I would say Newcastle should win this game. Um, and I'd give them, I'd give them even two goals, two goals, two one to to Newcastle. Two one to Newcastle. I'm going to say draw one one. Um, <laughs> I understand these gunners are getting carried away. <laughs> Kor was saying Newcastle <laughs> win and then Pum saying Fulham Mitrovic to bully those lighties that's what's going to happen there right I'll that see you much... this next week here Ayanda we'll see next week here <laughs> must come next week <laughs> right that pretty much wraps up the show for this evening everyone to join us uh, we just want to say oh every... let me start again that wraps up our show this evening. Everyone who has joined us, we want to say thank you. We really appreciate you and love you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your mother's, uncle's, brother's best friend. Um, that's very specific. I mean, you can also tell the person sitting next to you. Get get everyone to subscribe, in fact, because obviously the bigger we get the chats, the more interesting this gets. Wonga Dingo, what are your final thoughts? Ah, oh, man, I'm just, I'm just happy. Um, now we're playing a film as well. Yeah, just extend the lead. Must go far away from Liverpool and all these other teams. And yeah, hopefully Man City take a draw this weekend. I'm just hoping. <laughs> and on that note, let's hope to an Arsenal loss. Right, we'll see everyone here <laughs> next week, same time. Obviously, we're only doing one show now, which gives everyone the opportunity to come in at the same time, not drips and drabs. We want one sort of um, funneled sort of conversation. And that's why we are here. And that's why we're doing one show. So see everyone same time next week. Well, actually, next week will be half past seven again. We just kind of changed things up because I actually had a corporate class. So look out for that. Yeah. (laughs) And Wonga, how do you end the show? Stop it.